Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Things Like That podcast. My name is Allie Leibertz and I am your host and I have not done an episode in a while. Um, I just like a lot was going on, didn't have the energy, um, but I'm so excited to be doing another episode. I'm currently recording this in my bed because I think I just started my first period since surgery, so we'll talk about that, but I'm feeling pretty good, just really low energy, and I keep putting this episode off because I just want it to be perfect, and it's just not going to be, so I'm doing it now, Um, but yeah, I feel like it's been about two months since I've done an episode, and that makes me really sad because I was being so consistent, but I just could not spend the extra energy doing it, but my husband's deployed for a year, and I told him my goal is to do an episode every week and stick to that so it can keep me busy and consistent and, you know, I can just keep growing. So today's episode is going to be all about my recent endometriosis surgery. I will be doing another episode um, soon more, that's more educational about endometriosis and my full journey with that. This one's going to be more of a story time about just the surgery, so there will be one coming um, talking about my symptoms, how I got diagnosed, all that, so if you're going through that, that one will be more helpful. Again, this one's just more like me basically FaceTiming you, telling you about my life. So I had surgery about a month ago in October um, for an endometriosis diagnosis. Unfortunately, you can't be properly diagnosed with endometriosis without surgery because it doesn't show up on any scans or ultrasounds and things like that. Also, when they do the surgery, if they see it, they can do their best to take most of it out. So the surgery is the best option. Um, But I know it's not accessible to everyone, which really sucks. So we did the endometriosis excision and also they fixed my tilted uterus. So that was called a uterine suspension. So, um, I was really nervous for the surgery simply because I was scared of, I hate like being put to sleep. I hate lots of medicine. I'm super weird about it. I'm getting better about it, but I'm just weird about it. But that nervousness was really overtaken with me just being excited to get a diagnosis. And before surgery, like this is the worst my symptoms have ever been. I was feeling them every single day. I had to quit my job because we have a travel season and I was taking like too much time off work. There's no way I could travel with the way I was feeling. Um, So it was just kind of a mess and I was just excited for answers after like eight years of experiencing this and not really knowing anything. Being able to know I'm going to see what's going on inside of me was really cool. So um. I was more excited than nervous. Um, Also, I've had surgery before my freshman year of high school and nothing went wrong. So I just kept telling myself that I'm like, this is just anxiety. You've had surgery before. You're going to be fine. So basically, um, we went in surgery day. It's really funny because John said that like I walked in there like I owned the place with like my fuzzy like shoes on and like comfy outfit and it's because I really was trying to like 
be positive about everything and not let my anxiety get the best of me. Um, my surgery was, I had to be there at 7 a.m. So it was early. I'm like, we're going to get this out of the way. It's going to be fine. Um, so we get there and I'm doing okay. I like teared up a little bit on the way there, just like with some anxiety, but I was fine. Um, and I was really glad that John could be there too as like emotional support. So we get there. Um, I'm getting like flooded with like super nice texts from my friends, which was helpful. So I was just reading those and the nurses were really cool when I got there. So I was excited about that. Um, because my surgeon wanted to do the surgery at his surgery center, but insurance didn't cover that. So we had to do it at, um, the local hospital, which isn't a huge deal. It's just like, he wanted me more in like the comfort of his realm. Um, but I was just glad to be getting the surgery. Like they could have done it in a back alley and I would have agreed to it. Um, so I was excited to see that like the nurses were nice and everything, um, because I was just worried, about the hospital experience and like seeing if they'd care Um, because unfortunately not just with endometriosis I mean with literally any health condition just even going to the doctor for a checkup like I'm sure everyone's experienced being overlooked or feeling like they didn't get proper care Um, but like I said I really didn't care I was desperate so we're doing good we had to chill there for about two hours before the surgery started And so I was just trying to, like, laugh with John, just stay focused on good thoughts. Um, But my biggest fear in this whole surgery was waking up during surgery. I think that's, like, everyone's fear when they go into surgery just because you don't really have control of that. And it's a scary thought. So that was the main fear I was dealing with. And I just kept telling myself, like, relax, you'll be fine. If only that was the truth. (laughs) We'll get into that in a minute. But um, everything was going good. Um, Sorry, my alarm went off and it stopped the recording. But I started to get nervous when one of the nurses was like acting very brand new. And I was like, okay, it's fine. Like, you get new people all the time. It's whatever. Uh, But she was like having a little trouble with my IV and like, the stuff she was saying was just she was clearly very new but they were still all great it was fine I really started to freak out a little bit when um the anesthesiologist nurse came in um because they were about to like wheel me back to surgery and he was like did they give you like your sedation shot and I was like no and he was like oh um well let me fix that because they said they were going to give me like something in my IV to make me very relaxed like not the thing that's going to put me to sleep but basically just like an anti-anxiety thing so by the time you're in the surgery room you're basically like already out of it um and normally I hate that stuff too I hate anything that makes me feel out of control or weird it freaks me out but I had fully accepted like I'm going to do what I need to do to survive the surgery um but they didn't give that to me until they were wheeling me into the surgery room so I couldn't even really get any of the benefits from that (laughs) but then they bring me into the surgery room it was really overwhelming when we got in there because they had me like moving from the wheelie bed to the surgery bed and the lights were so freaking bright I mean of course it's a surgery room but it was so bright all of them were talking I think I was I was really I don't know the word for it but I was just like 
they were talking to me and I wasn't really like answering because I was just like this is a lot right now and I don't even remember them putting me to sleep like I remember him grabbing my arm and pulling it out and I guess that's when he did the anesthesia but the anesthesia I had last surgery was when they put it over your nose and they're like okay we'll be putting you to sleep now count back from 100 they didn't do that and looking back I kind of hate that like I I like to be walked through everything and I think especially if you're someone who has health anxiety or has had bad experiences in the medical world you should be like walked through everything because it's your body and you should be aware of what's going on so looking back I really hate that um so I don't remember them you know talking me through that and this is where shit hits the fan because before surgery and I tend to get when I'm anxious I tend to get a little like obsessive and compulsive so I felt like I was obsessively like telling myself my affirmations like feeling like I had to do everything right because I'm like if I don't do this then it's gonna make me wake up during surgery and I was really trying to like chill out with that um and just be like everything's gonna be fine but lo and behold um so like I said I remember them pulling my arm out then in during the surgery I don't know at what point of the surgery it was I wake up And it's not like the wake up where you're like flailing and screaming and they know and they put you back to sleep. I couldn't move. My I couldn't open my eyes. I couldn't open my mouth. So it's kind of like when you're like sleeping and someone turns on the lights like but your eyes are still closed. You can see the light but you're like disoriented. So I was able to see a bright light. I could hear my surgeon talking and I felt him make the incision and I'm literally screaming like I was trying to like move around in my head if that makes sense um to be like I'm awake and it was literally the worst feeling ever and the reason I haven't filmed this episode is because every time I would talk about it I would start to get sweaty and like zone out and I'm doing a lot better mentally with this which is honestly great um and thank god it only lasted like five to ten seconds um so I'll talk about later how I think why I think they knew it um so I'm assuming like they noticed something and put me back to sleep um but like the way anesthesia works is like you just remember the last thing before you went out so immediately when I woke up from surgery which I don't really remember the first hour, but I'll explain what John explained to me, um, is, well, I do remember, like, them putting me in, like, waking me up, my eyes were so closed, because, of course, when you wake up from anesthesia, like, actually wake up, you're, like, super groggy and high, and I just remember her saying, like, Miss Liberts, you're waking up from surgery, and I just screamed, like, I want to see my husband, like, I don't, remember me like making the decision to scream that but I just remember like myself doing that um and after that it kind of I don't remember um but John said that he could hear like heavy like hyperventilating and crying from down the hallway from the room he was in and he thought it was like a little kid like freaking out or like having a breakdown and when they brought me into the room he realized it was me and he said like 
I wasn't making any noise, but my jaw was like shaking. Like when you're like, (sighs) he was like, your jaw was just shaking. Like you were in pure panic. And I just kept saying like, I woke up, I woke up. And, um, my like memory, like kind of like cuts in and out. Cause like I was still waking up from anesthesia. So, um, you're still just super groggy. So I kept falling in and out of it. The thing I remember saying, um, is I kept saying, I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not mad at anybody. Cause I didn't want them to think I was like being dramatic. Like I wanted them to know I was like being dead ass. Like I woke up. Um, and it's even more sad cause John said that I kept saying, they're not going to believe me. They're not going to believe me, which is like really just sad, <laughs> but it's just like the side effect of like, the stuff I've dealt with in the journey of getting an endometriosis diagnosis is like doctors are just so just like yeah whatever yeah whatever about everything and I feel like waking up during surgery isn't extremely common so I'm like I guess just built in to think they're gonna think I'm being dramatic um and John said that it was very hard for him to like hold back from being like just so mad because like how he was seeing me act and the anesthesiologist just came in and was like you know this never happens here's our card um, because most likely you're gonna have PTSD from this and I remember hearing PTSD and just having just going into even more panic because I was just like I already have endometriosis. I already have all this going on. I don't need fucking like PTSD. Like I just felt like the world collapsed. I'm like, I can't handle going through another thing right now. And like, I, I think it's ridiculous how the anesthesiologist handled it too. Like it just felt like he was too laid back. He wasn't comforting at all. Um, and John also said that I just kept coming like, I would be telling him, like, I woke up, I woke up, and then I'd, like, drift off and fall asleep, and I'd wake up again and forget I told him, so I just kept reliving that for, like, an hour, (laughs) and luckily, I don't really remember that, um, but he kept having to convince me I wasn't dead because I was, like, what if I'm, what if I'm not actually awake from surgery and this is just a dream, and then I remember checking I don't know why, but I checked my Facebook and I got a friend request from my dead uncle. Like, you know how I guess when accounts get hacked or whatever and it comes up, like you get a new friend request from someone, I guess that happened to his account. So I just freaked out again. I'm like, I'm dead. I'm dead. Like I was just having this full breakdown and John, my alarm keeps going off. It keeps shutting off. Sorry. Um, but John was absolutely amazing through the whole thing. Like looking back when he would tell me the stuff that I don't remember, I'm like, oh my gosh, that sounds like a big ordeal. But the fact that he was so calm made me think like, okay, like this isn't a big deal. Like the doctors have it under control. Everything's fine. Of course I was still freaking out, but like if he was like making, if I saw him freaking out, I would have been like, oh my God, like I'm in, like I'm in trouble. Like things are, I'm not okay. Um, but his calmness, like made it so much better and I didn't even fully realize it at the moment so I'm so thankful for that but he was like it was so hard to not go off on him because he was just being so nonchalant and as you're sitting there like having a full-blown panic um so after that the thing that sucked from that happening is 
I had fully planned on taking like the narcotic narcotic drugs after surgery so I could just like sleep and you know not be tortured with like pain but I was so scared of falling asleep again and like you know those drugs can be pretty strong so you get sleepy I was so scared of falling asleep and being asleep and then having like a nightmare about the surgery and not being able to wake up from that so I was like she was saying like okay I'm gonna give you some painkillers and I was like no I only want ibuprofen I know so I didn't take any narcotic drugs during recovery at all um they planned on giving me Percocet and I was like nope I know and I couldn't have like anytime the nurses would try and touch me my legs would like violently shake I'd start hyperventilating and crying like they were just trying to like put on like these compression things on my legs and I'm like freaking out um, when they tried to take my, um, like they had patches over my incisions and they're only supposed to stay on for a day. So the next day they're trying to take them off. And it took probably like 25 minutes when it was supposed to just be something they could rip off. But I was shaking. I had to do it myself because I was like, don't touch me. Um, I was just crying and the lady was like, um, do you take medicine for anxiety? And I'm like, yes. Like, I also just woke up in surgery. So like, please don't judge me. They also wouldn't let me take my anxiety medication, which is really annoying. So it was just like a double whammy. And, um, so yeah, I was just like petrified the whole hospital experience. And it really sucked because once I got into recovery, the nurses weren't great. So the first nurse to come in looking back I realized it was probably the end of her shift because after her then it was like a different set of nurses so I'm like I'll give you the benefit of the doubt it was your you know I was probably your last patient you were ready to go I fully understand these nurses are working during a pandemic all that but it's like I wasn't just coming in with like a cold and like being an annoying patient like I had just gotten out of surgery like I needed extra help and I was cleared to like get up and walk to the bathroom but I needed help. I was also petrified still so they were telling me it's okay to walk but because of waking up in the middle of surgery now I was freaked out over everything so I was so scared my incisions were going to open. I was scared that um my uterus was going to fall because they had they had cut my ligaments and pulled them forward to pull up my uterus so I was like what if I walk and like the stitches fall out my uterus falls out like I was a I was a mess and so I just needed help getting help going to the bathroom and this nurse she wouldn't even like let me grab onto her she was just watching me she's like swing your legs she's like you can do it and like watch me like waddle to the bathroom and wouldn't help me get up like nothing she's just like watching me struggle with like the bitchiest look on her face and then she left and I'm like okay here we go um so that was a mess and I'm sorry this is all over the place I'm kind of reliving this right now but I just wanted to give you the tea um and another thing that was really annoying is they, I was able to press a button when I needed help to get up to go to the bathroom and the first couple times they came in and they would help a little bit and then after that like probably the fourth time because I had like saline attached to me which was making me pee a lot 
so I was frustrated because I'm like I don't want to keep getting up but I had to keep peeing and I called the nurse for help and she was like oh you can do that by yourself and I was like okay thanks so but I was attached to so many things so I had a blood pressure thing around me I had something on my finger um and we had to like get my IV walker like unplugged and they made us do that all ourselves like they wouldn't come in and and do that for me to go to the bathroom like luckily John was there like I feel bad for John they put all the responsibility on him like yes he's there as my support person but like we don't know how to unplug medical shit so we'd come back and it would all be beeping and it was just so annoying and they wouldn't come help um so the next day John had to leave early to go to a dentist appointment and so he was like make sure you call for help and make sure they help you because like you're literally a fall hazard like you shouldn't be in here walking to the bathroom by yourself um so I called the nurse and I was like hi like my husband had to leave could I just get some help to the bathroom and she helped me to the bathroom and once I got in the bathroom she left so I was just sitting there because I couldn't get up to get back to the bed until a doctor came in and she was like oh um do you need some help and I'm like yeah like (laughs) she just kind of left me in here so not only was I like completely traumatized like none of them were helping um they I had like an an ice water pack on my stomach and one of the nurses like picked it up and it spilt all over me and she didn't change my sheets or anything it was a mess um they spilt my apple juice on the floor and they just left it and um yeah I wasn't feeling the love um something else happened that I'm trying to remember that was like insane oh yeah also my friend got me this thing it's called a warmy and you like it's a stuffed animal that you heat up for cramps and then you put it on you so I brought it for comfort and one of the nurses was like and she saw it and she's like you still play with stuffed animals aren't you a little old for that and I was just like shut the fuck up I'm like I'm like my friend gave this to me as like a comfort item and she was like oh okay like I'm like listen like as I'm sitting here just like bawling my eyes out like violently shaking she feels the need to judge me so it was it was just a lot they were waking us up every hour which like I understand like they had to take my vitals stuff like that we got no sleep I was just petrified of everything, Um, and the only reason we had to stay the night there is, for some reason, insurance made me. You'd think that'd be more expensive, but whatever, Um, and, like, I was glad to stay the night there because I was so petrified, so I was like, if something goes wrong, at least I'm here, but at the same time, like, I think it would have been better to be in the comfort of my own home. (coughs) That's... (coughs) I'm so sorry. This episode is a mess, but I just got to get it out there. Um, So, yeah, when they took me home or when John took me home, he was like, I'm so glad to get you out of there. Like you were just not yourself at all because I was just such an anxious wreck. And so I got home and I felt so much better just being at home. My pain levels, they were there was pain. Um. The pain was the worst when I got home because that's when, like, the gas pain hit. So my stomach hurt really bad. But other than that, the worst part was just the fear because I was able... They wanted me to get up and walk around and stuff. 
but the fear was like what was holding me back the most like it's not that I don't have a high pain tolerance it's that I don't have like a high anxiety tolerance for medicine stuff so I was so scared to get up and walk um I didn't shower until about like five days after surgery but once I showered I felt so much better it was like all the hospital gunk all the sleepless nights was like washed off of me and I felt so much better and I finally felt like okay I'm I'm on the mend because like it was getting a little dark there for a second I'm just like I'm not gonna feel better like I, I can't do this like I'm tired my stomach hurts when I get up it was a lot I didn't even want to look at my incisions for like the first couple of days because it would like give me flashbacks to waking up during surgery um but I'm doing so much better now. I'm sure that if I ever have to get surgery again, I'm probably going to freak out. But I thought I'd be a nervous wreck every day the rest of my life. And I wouldn't say I have PTSD from it. I mean, I'm not loving that it happened, but I feel like mentally I've leveled out, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I never want to go through that again. The the main way it fucked me up at first is because, you know, when people, when you have anxiety, people say, you know, 90% of the things you worry about don't happen, or you're just catastrophizing, like, your anxiety is lying to you, but my anxiety was telling me I was going to wake up during surgery, and I did, so it's like, for future events, how can I tell myself, oh, it's not going to happen when literally my worst fear just happened, so I was I was mentally struggling with that for a while. I was also just angry. I'm like, of course me. Like, of course I can't just have a normal surgery. The most extreme shit has to happen. Like, I already have endometriosis, which is, like, the most extreme thing you could get in terms of, like, period stuff. Like, I'm just like, oh, fucking course. I was just so mad, which is fine. I was letting myself be mad. And, but now about a month out, I'm starting to see a turn in that, and I told John the other day, I was like, honestly, my biggest takeaway from waking up during surgery is my worst fear can happen, and I'll be okay. Like, no, I never want to go through that again, but that was probably my worst fear in the whole world, and it happened, and I'm okay. Like, yes, I'm probably still going to be anxious, you know, more anxious when I go to doctors and surgeries and stuff, but I'm okay. I didn't die. I'm not in a mental hospital. So, and I kind of take that life lesson with me through everything. Like, John's deployed right now, and I'm like, I'm fine. I can get through it. Like, I went through the most extreme thing, and I'm fine. So, I'm really thankful for that. It was, you know, I say it's it was a bad experience, but I'm sure other people have went through worse experiences in hospitals. Um, so I'm just thankful my insurance covered it and I was able to get it and it's over now. So yeah, I will be doing another episode more in depth on educational and sharing all that stuff. This one, I just wanted to be a little venting and storytelling. And I know this episode's a little choppy, but I kept putting it off and I'm just going to put it out there because I need to start the podcast train again. So I'm so glad you're still here. Thanks for allowing me that time off and 
I'm ready to get started again.